You're listening to Nightmare on Film Street. The current time is 6.66. Traffic is clear ahead from here to the afterlife. But it's hell outside. For the next hour, you're on Nightmare Time. So, let's give a grave welcome to our hosts, John and Kim. Hello again, fiends, and welcome to Nightmare on Film Street, horror for the casually obsessed. I'm Kim. I'm John. And this week, we're heading back to camp with Cheerleader Camp. Did you know I found out today that this was originally called Bloody Pom Poms? That's actually a really fucking fun title. Yeah, like when you look up the trailer, the trailer that I'm about to play in a few minutes from now, it says Bloody Pom Poms. Oh, like it made it to trailer time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like later down the road. I'm assuming some producer just like recut it, put a new title on it. It was like, it's cheerleader camp, baby. And Don't you fucking love a last minute change? It's the best, yeah. <laughs> Especially a like late 80s. We're putting it back in the theaters. We're going to try and trick people into seeing it again <laughs> change. Those are the best. Or there's the, oh, this came out in the UK six months ago, but it's new. It's guys, it's new here. It's Total new. new it's movie. new. Um, we're calling it, um, uh, we're calling it Dead Alive. It was brain dead. That's not this film. It's a different film. Totally different movie. <laughs> Kim, real quick, before we get into it, for anybody who hasn't seen Cheerleader Camp, which I'm assuming is a lot of you, because, hey, surprise, this was a first-time watch for us as well. What are what are three good things about Cheerleader Camp? First point is there's a character in the film. She's not even the lead character, but watch out for the girl named Bonnie, because oh, yeah. she is the first person in a horror movie to genuinely be having a good time. Yeah, she is having a blast. She is living her best life. <laughs> yeah, I just wanted things to go real well for her. It's a horror movie, so they don't. But, uh, but MVP of the movie, Bonnie. Two, gratuitous nudity. People get naked on rocks. I don't know why. And that's kind of it. Like, that's there's not really as much nudity as you would expect. That's the nudity. Yeah, they're just sunbathing, more or less. Uh, number three has to be bloody pom-poms. Bloody the- fucking pom-poms. Uh, it's in a nightmare sequence, but the pom-poms are cur- turned into, like, cat-of-nine-tails. Yeah, and if I could add just, like, a four, it fucking ends on the highest of high notes. Some of the film is a bit of a slog, not gonna lie, but that finale, fuck, Full star point bump. For the th- me. the last thirty seconds. Oh yeah. Oh what? yeah. That's oh that's good. Fight fight your way through the first eighty nine and a half minutes. And man, that's good stuff. Right before the credits. Yeah. So those are three good things about Cheerleader Camp. Also, it's a summer camp movie. You can't go wrong. It's August. This is your last chance to enjoy it. Last trip before fall. But. Before we get into it, into it, Kim, what's keeping you creepy this week? It's actually been kind of a light week after all of the binging and stuff of last week. Yeah. Uh, We're still riding high on the Friday the 13th films. We're binging our way through for the um, limited Patreon series that we're currently releasing. So we've pretty much been watching nothing but Friday the 13th, which has been keeping in vain with the the camp stuff on the, like, camp stuff in the regular feed, camp stuff in the Patreon feed. Hell yeah. It's been pretty fun. Um, There is some new stuff coming out this week. Oh, you mean like in the theaters? Yeah, the invitation is coming out. That's a vampire-ish thing that we're definitely going to see, even though it's probably not going to be great. But I'm very excited. Love a vampire movie. Love it. Any vampire movie is a good vampire movie. 
And if you like Eater's Alba, which you do, uh, there's a movie out called Beast where he's fighting a motherfucking lion. Fuck, we gotta see that we goddamn do. movie. We're, we should do like maybe a double feature this weekend and go see vampires and lion fighting. But Kim, we live in the middle of nowhere now and we're gonna miss the apple and corn festival <laughs> if, we go to, if we go into the big city to see movies. Actually, that's what's really- True story. <laughs> that's what's really keeping me fucking creepy this week, apple and corn festival. I bet I could buy a scarecrow there. Oh, fuck. We better be able um, to. Pumped. And then I'm going to put a Jason Voorhees mask on him. And then, boop. That's going to be a lot so of So creepy. Yeah, we just rewatched Jason Lives. Fuck, I love that movie. Like every, <laughs> it, every single time I see it, I'm like, God damn. This, why, don't, why aren't we watching this every Friday night? What a great flick. It was a blast recording the that, uh, that Patreon episode. I can't wait for people to hear it. Um, but, I mean, outside of that, you're right. It's been pretty light. Like We've mostly just been watching Friday the 13th movies and refinishing furniture uh, because we are taking a bunch of green furniture that we got and making it hella goth and making it black, matte black, and it has been kind of a nightmare. Yeah, and the lady at the paint store was like, no, you need this heavy-doodle metal paint for your indoor furniture, so we've been just, like, licking up fumes out in the garage. Honestly. It's, it's been quite the uh, quite the week. It's just the sanding the chairs down. Like there's just too much sanding. It's my fingers. This is not podcast material, John. <laughs> it what sucks. is happening? Okay, I mean, other than that, I've been falling asleep, listening, re-listening to Edgar Allan Poe's "The Pit and the Pendulum." Like, goddamn, you know uh, that guy had a lot of sheets. <laughs> yeah, because that isn't that the idea that he's. Tra- I've been tracing these words onto my bed. I've sheet been here. transcribing every thought about every smell on this sheet here. I love the quoth the raven. <laughs> <laughs> I love the characters of Poe stories. How like you don't necessarily know whether or not they're actually writing stuff down, or you're just hearing the ravings of a person right before they're about to expire. Oh man, he had uh, like two hundred years on. Oh, here's still, your like, Edgar Allan Poe jo- badge, John. You just earned it. <laughs> Thank you. But I think that's uh, that's enough news and happenings. We should probably get into camp time. That's right. Let's pack up our bags and head to cheerleader camp. We're not. We're doing very few cheers here. <laughs> <laughs> it is a cheer, a very cheer light cheerleader camp. But don't forget to pack your bloody pom poms. Every year. The finalists for the Miss Cheerleader USA contest travel to this secluded camp. Well, there is no going back. For some, it'll be the crowning achievement of their lives. I'm gonna win that queen contest. Nerves are on edge. There's something eating at everybody, right? Ever since we've been here, it's never a good night. Jealousies are exposed, and hatreds explode. This year, Something evil has come over. The contestants. She shows I'm gonna kill her. The instructors. You're a mascot, not a human. The judges. And the hired help. I'll you die. Something is about to make them all victims. <laughs> of bloody pom-poms. You start with Allison. She's so fine. Story, she's our gator, you'll be seeing her later. 
bloody pom-poms. We gotta walk out of here. It's at least 40 miles. Finally, something to die for. Cheerleader Camp from 1988 is currently sitting at a 4.6 out of 10 on IMDb. It doesn't actually have a Rotten Tomatoes rating, (laughs) but the audience score is very low. (laughs) It's 23%, and it's like 2,500 reviews. It's quite quite not good. And 2.6 out of 5 on Letterboxd. Now, those ratings, fairly low, but... Hands down, one of the greatest fucking posters to come out of the 1980s, am I right? Yeah, so this has been the lock screen on my phone for like six years. Yeah. And in that terrible way of, you know, like, you're wearing that band's shirt, do you know any of their songs? I had not seen this movie. Who I just gives a shit? fucking love the cover. It's the, so good. So good. I think we always knew it wasn't going to live up to it. So here's here's the thing <laughs> is. <laughs> It definitely has that style of cover from the 80s that all of the Goosebumps books were inspired by. Sure. But the thing about R.L. Stein is that he actually delivered on what was on the cover. You oh, know, fuck yeah. If there was a cheerleader in a, like a skeleton cheerleader with pom-poms jumping in the air, there would have been a skeleton cheerleader sequence. Oh, yeah. The, in, a kid would have taken a photo of a cheerleader. She would have turned to a, if not turned to a skeleton on the field, it would have at least been a skeleton in the photograph that got developed. Yeah. Evil man eating sponge under the sink on the cover. Evil man eating sponge in the book. That's right. That but, man knew how to, that man knew how to make promises. <laughs> <laughs> the 80s, though, made a lot of promises it could not keep with its covers. And this is definitely one of them. Did not live up to the skeleton cheerleader hype. No, right? No skeletons <laughs> doing cheerleader routines. Real upset. Not any, not a single skeleton, to be fair. There were corpses, sure, but no skeletons. And not enough Murder? cheer. <laughs> not, a, not enough cheerleader stuff. No one went, you, you know how you'll watch the, the featurettes for... For Underworld or The Matrix. It's like, oh, we went to bullet school to teach us how to not blink when we shot our guns. And we were in training for 13 weeks. They maybe, maybe showed these girls one cheer and said, all right, fill it out yourself. So, yeah, the the whole point of this movie is that they're at a cheerleader camp because there's a big competition at the end. You've all seen Bring It On. We're, we're working our way to a big competition where the team we're following better fucking win. Uh, and the team we're following has two guys who are leading a rap and then they introduce all the girls and it's not really a cheer what at a all. bullshit routine <laughs> like the worst run dmc impression you've ever seen anybody do and one of those motherfuckers is leaf garrett is he anybody he was a huge teen sex icon really oh yeah he he was a like selling out arenas leaf garrett every girl had a poster of leaf garrett on their wall in what the was 1970s he famous for? being leaf garrett he was a child star in the late 60s became a music icon he's kind of like um justin bieber sure he's kind of like justin bieber i was gonna go with another obscure 70s reference justin bieber is maybe the best way to put it he's definitely got a receding hairline in this and does the least amount of acting humanly possible in every scene he's oh in. yeah it's amazing to see that one I, I didn't i don't necessarily know what leaf garrett looked like i just know the name probably because i watched that 70s show a lot when i was younger uh but i was surprised to find out that he was one of the leads of this movie but yeah, the cheer, the cheering in general leaves something to be desired. And there's, there seems to be no real schedule of events at this camp. There's one camp leader, Miss Tipton, who's definitely coach mom. She's living through her fantasy of failed cheer. She's 
got such an odd team with her. There's only two other ad- official adults on adult business here. <laughs> it's the chef who looks like Willie Nelson. Yeah, he sure and then does, the yeah. handyman who's a creep in absolutely every scene he's in. Yeah, I think that's pretty standard fare for a, for a summer camp movie in the 80s. That was that was the recipe. Like somebody who's in over their head, just trying to keep shit together, running a camp, and the the hired help who really shouldn't be left, who probably legally aren't allowed to be there. Yeah, it's like <laughs> specifically not supposed to be within five hundred yards of a camp. I think that handyman is uh, from a bunch of like Western comedies way back in the day. Uh, but I know him, we know him, as one of the bumbly cops in Tammy and the T-Rex. Like, <laughs> oh, you mean sher- Tanny? <laughs> no, Tanny and the T-Rex, yeah. Oh, Sheriff, looks like your son's hanging out with a dinosaur and a crazy girl. Like, that's half of his lines in that movie. Oh, boy. It's most of his lines in this movie, too. <laughs> Son's dinosaur. <laughs> he's the worst, because he's just uh, just a surly dude. Who doesn't know how to do his job? He's got some fun one-liners. I love like his yucks, and he—he's also the resident DJ. <laughs> I mean, when you only have two people, like I think they're going to be doing every job. <laughs> but so Allison is our lead character. We haven't really talked about Allison much. She's giving her best Heather Langenkamp the whole movie. She's trying, but she's plagued by nightmares. Like and Heather Langenkamp, <laughs> and in these nightmares, she's maybe murdering her friends, but she's definitely afraid that her boyfriend's going to sleep with everybody, which is very founded because he's trying to sleep with everybody. He is kind of trying to sleep with everybody, yeah. And it seems as though most of the girls who get murdered around this camp are girls that he's at least thrown a few flirty eyes. Who he with. has tried to sleep with and failed. Yeah, a hundred. So yeah, the the suspicion. At least for the audience, definitely not for anybody in the movie, is cast squarely on Allison. No, I think there's quite a lot. So let's do the cast of characters. Who are our main suspects? There's Allison, who has a bunch of nightmares and is barely conscious throughout the film. And when she is conscious... She sneaks off to good... Like, her alibi for every single one of these murders is like, couldn't have been me, I was having a nightmare. (laughs) Also, couldn't have been me, I was discovering a body in the freezer. Oh, man, that's so great. The first girl who dies... Uh, is by suicide, uh, or at least looks to be a suicide, and then they just keep the body in the goddamn fridge. I know it's a, it's a whole big important plot point that is not important at all. No, second, no one's mad about it. Second suspect, obviously, boyfriend Brent, who is trying to sleep with everyone and sucks at it. Yeah, and it, also, what is his job other than just MC? I guess that's it. They're supposed to be part of the cheerleading team. For a while, I thought that maybe they were like managers, the way you have a manager for a football team. Because they have their own cabin. Yes, they're 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 kept away from the girls. We also find out toward the end of the movie when we get toward that uh, that cheerleading competition that there are other dudes in other cheer squads. But they're never hanging out with Brent and his and his fat buddy Derek. What was his name? Tim. Tim. I'm so sorry. Tim is sort of a suspect, but not really. He's only a suspect because he's he's a peeping tom. He's That's a peep. It. But they always play it like light. He's always played as a good character. Like he's played as a nice guy who's the eighties baby happens to peep on all the girls and record and videotape all of, of it. Them. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so he's got a video camera. He's always recording footage. So. He's also got costumes. Like the dude showed up with an ars- like a wardrobe of outfits to try and blend into the background. The best one is when he tries to dress up as like an old Southern belle. Like, hello, ladies. I'm just out here bird hunting. Don't mind me. Take your door. It's okay. Leave your tops off. <laughs> Get your knickers off, ladies. <laughs> like wearing a full bra too. They rip off his dress to to show like, hey, this is Tim, dude's. 
wearing the whole, like, he's got all the gear. He's <laughs> doing a full Mrs. Doubtfire. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> But his plot is also that he's a womanizer, but he's also too shy when it gets to that point. So all the girls tease him up until, like, let's fool around. And then he just swims away. He's always in the water, swimming away from girls. Ah, the old tried and true escape plan. Like, just (laughs) jump into a watering hole and get out of there, quick. So we already talked about Pop the Handyman, who's the... Oh, that's his name, The creep, peak creep, creep of the hill. Yeah. And then there's also the chef, who is kind of played at the beginning like he could be there's some ominous shadows of him holding a like a butcher knife yeah but then later on he's he seems really into cheerleading and he becomes my favorite character well yeah we get one quick shot where like the cheer squad in the final competition is is like giving it their all and we cut to him and he's just nodding like yeah girls legitimately nodding you're doing it (laughs) forget the fact that I've been walking around saying no goddamn words throughout the whole movie that's just suspicious when no one talks like best thing you could do when people start getting murdered at least say hello and good morning (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, he's also wearing the necklace of the first dead girl. Like, oh dude, my god, I forgot about that. Yeah, just stole jewelry from a dead body, and it's like, nah. But I'm, I'm just, you know, just a regular old weird kooky guy. Like, oh, she doesn't need this necklace no more, and that I really is, liked her. I need something to remember her by. That is really fucking creepy. But then he redeems himself again at the end when they're having this like queen cheer queen award. Yep. <laughs> and he he brings out the crown wearing it. Oh, that was pretty great. Yeah, I liked that. That was that was a whole lot of fun. <laughs> yeah, that was the highlight of the film for me. That was pretty great. Are there any other suspects? There's also all the other cheerleaders. Like there's Corey who's the mascot, there's Pam. I can't believe you wrote all these names down. <laughs> Pam who's the big like sleazy one who's trying to get Brent the most. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Teresa and Bonnie. Bonnie's great. Bonnie's Bonnie like, is not a suspect at all, and she seems no. like the only girl that actually had a good time at cheerleader camp. Yes! She is totally loving cheerleader camp, and I love that for her. Yeah, she wants to be there. She's like the PJ Souls of the group. She's the baby spice if they were the Spice Girls. <laughs> She's bringing that kind of energy. Big smile, and thankfully is crowned queen by the end Rightfully of the movie. Rightfully so. Yeah, if only she lived to enjoy She it. does die at the end. <laughs> it's a bummer. <laughs> Off screen, too. I guess to, for us. I really know, wanted... I didn't want to see that happen. I really wanted her to be the killer. I really wanted that for her. Oh, that would have been great. Because I just wanted her to get a little bit more plot because she's she kills every scene she's in and she's given nothing. Yeah, she's... She's just the optimistic one. Oh, man. She's got she's got star quality. I had to put my phone on airplane mode before we started recording, so I don't know if, if she's in much else I didn't I didn't necessarily recognize her but I did see that Allison played by Betsy Palmer is uh in most of the Saw movies she plays Jill which I think is the girl in the reverse bear trap in the first movie no yeah I think so I I... again phones on airplane mode can't fact check it. oh god (laughs) yeah I don't I I don't honestly I do not know any of the characters names apart from Jigsaw (laughs) oh and Billy the puppet I remember the traps the traps the traps are way more memorable than character names for me when did you correctly guess who the killer was in this movie? I kind of forgot that it was a whodunit wow. and that I should have been sleuthing the okay. whole time. I don't know if I cared who the killer was. I was like, oh, it's probably Brent. I didn't care either. Uh, I will say the first person that I that I was that I threw a finger at, I was right. Uh, but it's just because 
she's got a whole she's got a few scenes with our lead and like why are why are we trying to introduce this like best friend character uh if if she's not gonna come back as the killer later on in the movie that's all it came down to i was just i was just like working the numbers on (laughs) on a bad 80s slasher well and there's a big mascot off and all the mascots are doing their thing which is fun there's a bunch of fun mascot scenes at least the mascots got their time to shine right but Corey definitely comes in second because Mrs. Tipton is an ass. Yeah. And the chicken wins. And there's a moment where she's like, gotta be first. Why Should have been first. Why did the chicken win and the mascot off? Well, it did the splits and it also had a prop. I don't know if you saw when it won, it pulled out an egg. So oh, it, so great. It probably laid that egg at some point during its performance. <laughs> You gotta give extra points for that. I don't know, man. Uh, the, the the best scene of this movie regarding the mascots, though, this is probably just like the funnest moment of the movie for me. Was at some point we just cut to a room where all the mascots were hanging out, trying to trying to drink drinks, trying to have lunch with their masks on. Yeah, I feel like going into filming, not production. They arrive at the camp. They knew that they needed people to die yeah. at cheerleader camp, and that the mascots had to try eating on camera. Yeah, that was wild. We had just had a tracking shot going past each of the mascots, everybody with like a different crazy swizzle straw, and uh, and Corey was trying to eat a hot dog through her, through the nostrils of her gator <laughs> her gator mask. Loved it. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Did you ever suspect Allison being the killer with no. all of those weird nightmares? I kind of did because okay. they they were really persistent on the nightmares. At one point, Corey tells her because they're they're bunking together. She's like, "You got to stop taking pills, Allison." Yeah, the and very first time we see her take a pill, <laughs> three quarters into the movie, and I'm like, "Wait, she's been taking pills?" And then. Corey takes them away, but then you kind of see that they look like it's a prescription bottle. <laughs> so it's like, I don't know if we should be taking these away from her. I mean, I think most most pill addictions start as prescriptions, so maybe she's just trying to be a good friend. It doesn't seem like they're doing anything to stop the nightmares, that's for damn sure. But we also don't explain anything at the end. So Allison is completely innocent at the end. Um, Corey pulls a skipperoo, which we can get into. Okay. But in the end, she's still suffering from hallucinations. She's still uh, wide awake do- having hallucinations. And it's inconsequential. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, this, this poor girl gets to spend the rest of her life in an insane asylum. Yeah, that's cool. Fine. <laughs> <laughs> that's the attitude of the movie. That's not me. That's just that's what the movie's saying. Uh, yeah, when it's revealed that Corey is the killer, gasp, uh, I was surprised that she got away with it. That was a weird turn. The <laughs> cops show, she forces Allison to kill, so first off. Yeah, you gotta go back oh, farther. Oh, I, I know, this is, this is the problem. We gotta kind of just, like, l- explain the whole goddamn movie. In the finale, 
everybody's getting killed. It doesn't necessarily make any sense. There's a murderer on the loose, and everybody's like, everybody does that one thing that you know you wouldn't do in real life, but everybody does it in a horror movie. Split up. I better just wander off by myself <laughs> into the woods and see what's up. <laughs> These people keep missing. I'm going to go look for them by myself. No flashlight. <laughs> and then, yeah, one by one, they get stabbed in the back or shot up against a no hunting sign. Uh, and finally... There's four of them left. And Brent opens up a bottle of champagne. because like, they- time to celebrate, guys. <laughs> We're alive. Because they all successfully killed Pop, and they assumed he was the killer. After killing the sheriff, who could have saved them all oh, yeah. with a fucking bear trap. Bear trap on the head. I really like a bear trap on the head. That doesn't happen often. But they really didn't dwell on that. They were like, oh, fuck. Oh, no. Well, here's the thing. I will let's say, go get the champagne. I think the three of them dwell on that, but Brent's just like, all right, everybody, let's, let's, this is a cause for celebration. Nobody else in that room seems to be into the champagne. Well, see, we're supposed to be suspecting Brent at this point. That is true. I understand that. A, a, a psychopath Who's wouldn't care. Who's only interested in getting laid because during the champagne moment, he's like, yo, Bonnie, go call the cops again and Corey, go make sure she takes a while. Yeah. And then he puts the moves on Allison and Allison's like, ew, gross, I'm sad right now. And yeah. he's like, oh, Allison, you never want a bone. Yeah, Corey comes running back and she's like, hey, remember how all of our friends are dead? Yeah, also Bonnie's dead now. <laughs> she said Bonnie's missing, even though she left the room with My her. mistake, yeah, I can't find Bonnie. You guys left the room at the exact same time. Nobody finds this suspicious whatsoever. Uh, and when Brent goes and discovers her dead he just does that oh oh bah, no he just does that for a little while better hover here yeah and it's clearly the one girl that he's in love with because he gave zero shits about an entire camp of dead kids <laughs> like pull out the bottle of champagne i killed a sheriff but bonnie oh no yeah pam was missing for the whole cheerleader competition and he's like what do you want me to do go look for her yeah just because i tried to sleep with her and she said no i'm staying here Somehow Corey's like, Allison, Brent's the killer, don't you see? He's he dangerous. loves all this champagne shit. <laughs> and she's like, yeah, you're, you know what, you're, you're right. I haven't been taking my medication. Maybe I should listen to the person who took it away from me. Yeah, totally. Here's a gun. Go, f- go kill Brent. <laughs> and then so Corey literally leads her towards where Brent is doing his hover hands around Bonnie's corpse. And yeah. she's like, shoot! <laughs> So she, so Allison she just blasts him away. Yeah. yeah, Allison shoots Brent. One, two, skip a few. The cops are there, and Allison's crazy. Yeah, yeah. They and Corey's all... just talking ominously by the cop car. She's like, "That's right, number one." Even okay, so let's let's say that she's off in a corner somewhere, and the cops can't hear her going. <laughs> uh, I I can believe that that she was able to just have a quick little aside. Doesn't raise any alarm bells. Uh, I think people should be put on high alert when she quick changes into a cheerleader costume. Yeah, she's doing the full cheer routine as the cops are taking away Allison. <laughs> like, it's not necessarily... Now, it's not as weird as opening a bottle of champagne, don't get me wrong, <laughs> but doing a full, oh my god, I did it, cheer routine uh, is is a little strange. You have to admit, though, that's peak horror cinema when your character is having the oh no in the ambulance oh, and I the killer that. is... We're cutting to the killer spelling out their name. That's pretty great. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah, I fucking... I kind of did not like this movie until that moment, which was was the final 30 seconds. Love that. And I was jaw on the floor. (laughs) I was like, oh God, this movie redeemed itself. I was so happy I stuck with it. So this this is a 
surprisingly fitting double feature with the other movie that we're talking about, The Burning. Not just because of their summer camp movies, but because people get killed in both movies with garden shears. I gotta say, the garden shear kill was not bad. Yeah, how how it works out, pretty rad. Yeah, and they cut back to Pam a whole bunch of times. Like, everybody happens to discover her in the woods. And <laughs> she has the shears sticking out of her mouth, but there's, like, maggots on them. So, yeah, that's the thing. The killer Even though sneaks it's only up, been, like, six hours. The killer sneaks up behind her and just fucking stabs her in the back of the head with these garden shears they come poking out of her mouth of her mouth and i guess they broke off the garden shears because the the tips are still there but not the rest of the garden shears plot wise this isn't the most fantastic slasher film but you gotta say the kills are pretty good that one's good. That one's good. Um, Miss Tipton gets stabbed in the back, which was kind of fun, and yeah, she stumbles right. in all drunk. Every everybody who dies in the woods in this movie, though, there's there's there's, there's Teresa's a, intestines. Teresa's intestines were good. Because okay, but she the got best stabbed. one of all, okay. you're forgetting, is Tim with his camera. He goes. It's a stupid setup. Okay, I'll give you the setup is yeah, stupid. Yeah. What about this is great? <laughs> he cuts his guts with a scythe. It's so fantastic. Yeah, that's true. His guts do spill out, and it's bloody. The whole situation. It's weird. How they were like, okay, here's the kill. You improvise some dialogue. That's what it looked like. Okay, like even him, and the actor. And we're rolling. <laughs> the actor who plays Tim doesn't understand why this scene's happening. It's like, okay, cool. Just going to put my camera here. Maybe catch the uh, catch the killer. While we're at it, go film myself having a leak. Okay, so do, I, do, have do, to, do, do, do. I have to give credit to this film for something. And I'm going to use it now as demonstration. When anybody comes to me and complains about found footage and is like, why are kids still holding onto the camera after everybody's been murdered? Nobody would do that. And I'll be like, I'll show you a non-found footage film where a character does that and it fits the character. Let me show you this documentary called Cheerleader Camp. Because <laughs> <laughs> Tim is totally holding the camera the whole time and he's interviewing them. He's like, why are you, why do you have blood on your clothes? <laughs> and then he records himself peeing alone, which is... Definitely not written in the script, if there was a script. Why did he do that? Yeah, and outside. It's kind of, of a found footage film. Sure. They found his footage, and then they watched it, and then we watched it. <laughs> and the, Yeah, that's... Go ahead and continue to make that argument. Uh, <laughs> um, outside of the Garden Shear kill... It is, though. There is one moment of brilliance in the movie and it's one of Allison's nightmares a few of her nightmares are all of her nightmares are fucking bizarre the the opening the cold open in the movie is is a nightmare that's kind of it's got some fun angles at the very least you know she's she's having a panic attack on an empty football field where her parents are just frowning at her it's the they're only, super disappointed it's the only part of the movie that actually feels like cheerleading <laughs> yes yeah that's yeah that's very true but in in one of the nightmares she finds one of the girls that Brent has been has been flirting with and she starts hitting her with her cheerleader palms but it's making It's weird not saying it as pom-poms. You have to say it as the She's hitting her with her cheerleader pom-poms. <laughs> I guess I just have to drop the cheerleader part. She's hitting her with her pom-poms. Got it. There we go. Thank you. Take 2. She's hitting her with her pom-poms. <laughs> and uh and the girl's reacting as though she's being whipped with like a cat of nine tails. Like and and you're seeing blood come off of her and stuff and it's kind of rad. It looks great. It sounds cool. It was a bit of a surprise and uh, that sounds like something that they would have put in the sequel. They would have been like, okay, this girl's going, she's gone fully crazy. Corey is in the cheerleader outfit from start to finish, and the pom-poms have razor blades oh, inside Oh, see, them. that's fucking good. That's, that's how you do a cheerleader camp movie. Yeah. It's weird, though, because I, 
watching this movie, I was like, this is rather dull. There's a girl that sort of commits suicide at the beginning, and then there's nothing for what feels like an hour and a half. But going back through the kills, there's a lot of kills. But there is also equal an equal amount of Teresa falling down hills looking for Pam in the woods. Oh, my God. She falls down two hills. Like, yeah. s- total somersault leaves in my hair. In the dark. And she's going to find somebody. Like, fucking flashlight. <laughs> Bring a fucking flashlight. Yep. Yep, 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 yep. Everybody does a, a whole scene of walking through the woods alone. Yeah, not nuts about that. And, like, the worst part is that I couldn't even... Like, I was forgetting the movie while watching it. Like, things would hit my eyes, go to my brain, and then just, like, slip slide out the back. Because I- <laughs> <laughs> you would say, like, why did this... And, like, I know it's happening to you, too, because we're both watching it. And we're like, wait, why did she go outside? And I'm like, I don't know. Like, I thought I had an answer when I opened my mouth, and now, not sure. <laughs> no, you're, I think your actual answer was, like, there's three girls who look all the same. <laughs> <laughs> like you couldn't possibly tell. Couldn't handle it. Yeah. That's why I wrote their fucking names down. It's a smart move. I should have done that. Oh boy. Yeah. I felt the exact same way because we literally just finished the movie and raced up here to record because I was like, I am not going to retain any of yep. this movie. Yeah. By the time I go back to edit this, I I will be like, oh wow, I forgot Brent- about that scene. <laughs> Brent was the killer all along. <laughs> Shady Brent. What a what a nutter's movie. Uh, but on the other hand, they they knew for a fact because this definitely you know this was in an era where these movies went to the theater nowadays this wouldn't even like hit Hulu like it would be like this is going to Tubi baby this is a total Tubi (laughs) yeah this is this is a Tubi flick for sure but they knew that they had to have a cool image to go out on because you walk out of the theater probably out of the drive-in let's be real uh, on a double bill you can't walk out of a (laughs) drive-in if you're the Flintstones you might Uh, oh (laughs) and just like wow that final image of that girl that crazy girl doing the cheerleader routine was great I'm gonna recommend my friends go see this movie because you don't remember anything about the movie. That's it, right? Like, <laughs> hey, you got to check out Cheerleader Camp. Like, what's it about? Like, oh, there's just this crazy girl who does cheered stuff. <laughs> I think some kids die. I think she's a skeleton. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Now that I'm seeing the poster, it's all coming back. Yeah. No, this is the one movie that delivers on the poster. Yeah, this was one movie that definitely people didn't go see it because of a trailer. <laughs> no, yeah. I also would have bought a ticket to this movie Oh, if you saw, Oh, if you saw this poster in your theater or at your drive-in? I would have been count. I would have had X's on my calendar Hell until yeah. it came out. Leading up to it. I mean, hey, we're talking about it on the podcast here, sight unseen, because of that poster. That's so true. That's so fucking true. Okay, rating this is going to be really hard. Yeah, can we rate the poster? No. Oh. <laughs> the <laughs> poster's four out of four. Poster's four out of four, yeah. The movie's not. The movie's not. Bad news, guys. The movie's not. 1.5 out of four. Okay, so I'm giving it a two out of four. <laughs> sure you are. But it has a... Uh, Final moment, one point bump. Yeah, for the Corey cheer. I'm giving it the overall. <laughs> <laughs> like it fully got an extra point from just that f- final sequence. Oh man, it was a movie. And yeah, that... <laughs> like, and no one can take that away from it. It was a movie. <laughs> <laughs> it also explains why nobody ever like really recommends it when you're talking about camp movies. It comes up on lists, it and does I think come it's up. partly just because of, like this one is set at a camp. It does come up. But- <laughs> But it's not ever actually recommended. Like, everybody's like, no, go see Sleepaway Camp. Because Sleepaway Camp gives exactly what you wanted out of Cheerleader Camp, just without cheerleaders. But Cheerleader Camp doesn't even give you... I mean, there is some cheer. There 
There is some pom-poms. Characters are referred to as cheerleaders. <laughs> there is one girl named Bonnie who's a star, <laughs> and that's who you come for. Uh, yeah. You if- know what bothered me most about the cheerleading was mm-hmm. that the final cheerleading competition was in the lunchroom. It was yeah, in like the Yeah, you really room. hated that. It was at night, indoors. Because they were so, they were when they were doing practice pans, like when there was just like a random, oh, everybody's outside practicing again. There were like flips and lifts and stuff. Nobody can do a oh, that's flip so true. or a I didn't lift even in think a lunchroom. No one's doing nothing. And that's why the guys are on the team, because, like, you need dudes to, like, support the base. Like, we're holding up the pyramid, the girls are climbing up, they're doing a jump off, they're catching each other and shit, none of that happens in no, this movie. No, it was just mediocre dancing at the competition. Damn, they didn't hire any porn stars to get naked in this movie, they didn't hire I any sure. actual cheerleaders to do cheerleading. There's well, there probably was that topless off on the rocks. That was, man, how did we go this entire episode without talking about that? Like, oh, that girl thinks she's so tough, she thinks she's the, the, the queen of the cheerleaders camp uh i'm gonna take my top off <laughs> like it's just like these girls are having pissing contests with their boobs like not a thing that probably happens at cheerleader camp i'm gonna oh, guess don't you know what happens at cheerleader camp kim tell me about everybody it. gets naked and then we get feathered down pillows and we smack them on each other i fucking knew near it. open windows on the it. second story though because you have to bring a ladder yeah, when that sheriff shows up, and uh, man, how are we just remembering all this stuff that we wanted to talk about after we raided it? This is <laughs> this is bad form. But the the sheriff who's just like, yeah, I could sweep this this little uh, little suicide under the rug, no problem. We'll just tell her ki- her parents that she died. I guess when camp's over. <laughs> Can you imagine? Oh, I'm I have, I'm so sorry. Your daughter died at camp. Oh my God, what happened? Like, well, it's been two weeks. We've forgotten. You know, like when you try to freeze leafy greens and then you thaw them out and they get they're never the same again. That's their daughter. Oh God, could you imagine? <laughs> like, we have your daughter's body. Why is she frozen? <laughs> <laughs> Why did she look like a raisinette? <laughs> Uh, well, the sheriff sleeps with the 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 leader of the cheerleading Miss camp, Tipton. Miss Tipton, who's who's doing a "You can do it, yes you can" cheerleader that. routine. I inside. totally loved it. The, so the whole thing, I was like, "This is so silly." Uh, and by the time she came back in her cheerleader outfit, he was already in his boxers. He had a he had a football, and he's like <laughs> running through this fantasy where he's like winning the touchdown goal of the game, and he's like talking through the whole thing. He's like, "The end goals are inside. The goalposts are are up," and that's where she like flops down under her back and puts her legs in the air. I was like, okay, this is kind of funny. <laughs> this kind of works. Still, unfortunately, 1.5 out of 4. 2 out of 4? 2. Yeah, it's climbing up. Damn. I know there are some moments of, I won't say brilliance, but there are some moments of good. There are some <laughs> moments of good. Oh, put it on the poster. <laughs> Well, that's a that's a two out of four from the both of us officially now <laughs> um, that I've see again could not remember that ten minutes ago had to I had didn't to jog any, my brain. Damn. Oh man, let us know if you have seen Cheerleader Camp. Let us know if you watched it recently and how much of it you remember. <laughs> Hit us up on Twitter at NOFS Podcast in the Nightmare on Film Street Discord at NOFSPodcast.com slash Discord. Uh, we're on TikTok at Nightmare on Film Street, Instagram at Nightmare on Film Street. You can follow us on pretty much any social media platform. Just look up Nightmare on Film Street. If you're a fan of the show, consider supporting us by joining the Fiend Club. It's where we release bonus episodes, have game nights, and all sorts of fun stuff. That is at NOFSPodcast.com slash Fiend Club, and you can join for as little as a couple bucks a month. Yeah, that's right. The 
Fiend Club is what helps keep the show free. So please, if you uh, if you enjoy this episode, consider supporting us at nofspodcast.com slash Fiend Club on Patreon. But remember, you can support this show for free right now by giving us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, writing a review on Apple Podcasts, or even just recommending it to a friend, somebody else that you that is obsessed with horror movies that you think would enjoy the show. Or just has a silly sense of humor and, and laughs at moments of good. Isn't that what we're all striving for in this world? <laughs> just just moments of good. <laughs> uh, that's it for us this week. But until next time, I'm John. I'm Kim. Stay, Stay creepy. It appears you made it out alive. But we'll get you next time. Help us to grow the horde. Leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you subscribe. More terror can be found lurking on our website, nofspodcast.com. Until next time, stay creepy, fiends. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com.